Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Janine. And I'm Amanda. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst, pop culture of the 2000s. So today we're doing something a little bit different. And no, Kate is not with us today because for a while now I've been wanting to do a podcast about Shallow Hal, a 2001 film. And I decided Kate is not allowed to talk about it because when I asked her about it, she said she liked it. And so I threw her out the window. <laughs> so instead, I have a couple of guests who are going to be involved, including Amanda from Amanda's Picture Show A Go-Go, as well as some other guests to discuss the film. Hey, this is great. We survived Y2K. I can't wait for the pop culture headed my way. It's the very worst. I'm just saying Paris Hilton deserves better. Also the best. Shrek won an Oscar. Pop culture of the 2000s. It's Guess What You're Gonna Hate with Janine and Kate. So Amanda, tell us a little bit about your podcast, Amanda's Picture Show A Go-Go. It's a movie podcast also, and I cover just about any movie except for horror because (laughs) that is terrifying and I don't like panic attacks. I respect that. (laughs) I know you also don't like horror. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) We'll leave that to the the, to the experts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, I cover everything. The premise is, you know, I cover new movies, old movies. Um, Just one of my guests or myself have to have not seen the movie before. So super easy with new films, not as easy with older films to find a virgin. (laughs) And then I also cover a lot of award season stuff. Uh, So I love, love, love the Oscars, even though it is very flawed at times, Mm -hmm. like this year. But (laughs) I, I, I cover that and cover award shows and do updates throughout the year when they do crazy things like announce there's going to be a popular Oscar, and we all go, mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, so, I am yeah. never really good at keeping up with the Oscars, but I like listening to your podcast to get like a little bit more of an understanding of what is going on and what the movies are, because I'm not really good at keeping up with new movies. So I really recommend your podcast. I think it's a lot of fun, and it's very, it's very good. Thank you. And I think it's interesting because uh, you actually mentioned the director of Shallow How. He, well, his film won an oscar this year yep yep (laughs) he directed uh green book which won best picture which is one of the most controversial Mm -hmm. wins i think in oscar history i don't know maybe since moonlight i know like because moonlight didn't win that year well moonlight did win oh it did win but what was the controversy about that one well the controversy that came up with that was the uh faye dunaway said that La La Land had won and she was reading the wrong card. Oh, yeah. And it was actually Moonlight. And so La La Land came up and like gave a speech and then there was a ruckus <laughs> on stage. It's brilliant to watch. <laughs> I actually just watched La La Land recently and I thought that it was the one who won. So knowing that is even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, La La Land is a good movie, but I only bought one of those and that's Moonlight and it's sitting across from me because... I it's an amazing movie. film. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's Green Book. It was definitely a, a moment of contention in the Oscars this year for sure. Yeah. And it's just amazing because that director, Fairly, right? Yeah, Peter Fairly and his brother, uh, they directed Shallow Hal. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I've been wanting to talk about Shallow Hell for a while, like I mentioned, and I've kind of put out my feelers for people who would be willing to talk about it. I wanted to invite you because I thought it was interesting that you made the conscious decision to not see it, which I think is a valuable input on this film because... So for those who haven't seen the film or don't know anything about it, Shallow Hal is basically, uh, it's basically like uh, true beauty is within and that fat people can never get love unless someone like can't see how disgusting they are on the outside. Like I'm not exaggerating. It's it's very much that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Black plays the main character who gets hypnotized into seeing only inner beauty and thus falls in love with a uh, a fat woman who is played by Gwyneth Paltrow because he sees her as hot and Gwyneth Paltrow in a fat suit when he's finally unhypnotized. It's very much a just a string of fat jokes, though the directors very much pushed forward that it was actually an uplifting film. And having seen it when I was a kid, so 2001, I would have been uh, nine. I saw it when I was a kid. Uh, And it it really impacted me and the way I felt about my body and who I was allowed to fall in love with. And to see that at nine, too. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I saw it exactly at nine, but I did see it around around that time. And just like growing up with this idea. And I mean, being told not only by this movie, but by society in general that, you know, no one would really like you unless they were tricked into liking you or if they never had to see what you looked like. And uh, so you also, you know, you identify as like a a plus size person. Yes, I definitely am. And I have been since I was about nine or 10. So then I guess you probably grew up with this movie too, like kind of in the cultural background, right? Yeah. So in 2001, I was 15. Mm -hmm. I, I turned 15 in March of that year. And I think this came out after that. Yeah, so I would have been uh, a sophomore in high school. And I think that is part of why I definitely made a conscious decision not to watch this movie because I can remember seeing the previews and I was just like, oh God, like, and, and I told you when we were talking about doing this that I never watched it because just the previews made me feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And it... So, I, I mean, I remember it being a thing and people talking about how funny it was. And I remember I, I was telling um, a friend this morning that I was coming on the podcast and and I was like, yeah, I um, even like my mom rented it mm-hmm. when it came out on video um, from Blockbuster. And because, yeah, I'm that old. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, no, I don't want to watch it like. I almost always like that we would spend our weekends watching movies like at my mom's house. And Mm -hmm. I did not want to watch that one. Like I, even though it was there, I actively avoided it. Did anybody around your age like ever make any comments to you about the film after they'd seen it? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I always heard stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, not maybe specifically, yeah, the end of 2001, there was a lot happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, I was reading actually some articles from around the time, and it's interesting because, like, you know, I feel like body positivity or even fat activism is, like, a little bit more, though still ridiculed by many people. It's a little bit more, like, yeah. accepted, a little bit more mainstream. But there were a couple of fat activists who came out at the time saying, like, this is a harmful film. 
And, you know, in some ways it sounds like overreacting. It's like, oh, it's just a joke. And it's like, yeah, I guess. But the, the woman in the film, like, yes, she's fat. She's overweight. But the things that happened to her are something that would happen to someone who was much larger. You know, like breaking a steel chair things like that, you know, and just like the idea that this person cannot even fit into society or even be loved or appreciated by anybody is just, it's really sad. And it it doesn't really help people, especially like, you know, at a certain point growing up, seeing stuff like this, being overweight, you're kind of like, okay, so no one's going to even like me anyway. Why should I like myself? And why should I do anything about the way I look? Like, not that you have to, but like, if people are saying, like, oh, we can't accept people who are plus size because it will contribute to bad habits, it's like it's not helping to openly ridicule either. You know, it just can send people into a shame spiral. It does. And it, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, the shame spiral. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the more that somebody's like, do you really want to eat that? Or yeah. Comments like that or mm, should you take second stuff like that? It doesn't help. In the movie. There's one part where, because he's seeing her as, like, hot Gwyneth Paltrow, and she drinks, like, four milkshakes, which, like, I'm a very fat person, and I've never drank that many milkshakes in one go, by the way. Like, I, people, yeah. fat people on TV and movies always eat much more than actual fat people I know. So, like, but uh, she, like, eats, orders a hamburger and, like, extra fries, and he goes, oh, I love a girl who can eat. I hate it when they just, like, order a salad or whatever. And it's, like... Okay, so it's it's literally pointing out that this behavior is celebrated in certain women and then demonized in other women. It's just, it's bizarre. Yeah, well, and one of the things at the time, and again, like, watching the preview again today, because I hadn't watched it in a long time, the preview, obviously. And um, first of all, the whole idea that inner beauty can only be shown as a super mm. skinny, blonde, yeah. white woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, I mean, even even in the trailer, there's like a whole thing where... Yeah, tell us about the trailer. What's the trailer like? The I mean, the trailer, it's a very like, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it even starts with like, in a world. <laughs> like, it's just... You know, the voiceover and all of that. But it's showing him, like, dancing with people on a dance floor. Oh, the uglies or whatever he calls them, yeah. Jason Alexander is, like, running out and being like, I have to save you from this. Yeah. And all of that. And, like, the whole idea that, sorry, that Jack Black and Jason Alexander (laughs) are these two men that are obsessed with, like, trying to get super hot women and that they would judge like anybody who's fat or anybody who doesn't fit their beauty standards. I'm just like, really? Because Jack Black and Jason Alexander are plus size men. Yeah, they are. That is a whole thing in and of itself. Like just the whole idea that you, the inner beauty can only be, shown as skinny because heaven forbid someone actually be plus size and think they're beautiful and and then like them and when you said like the the fat jokes one of the things that they really focus on in the last part of the trailer is Gwyneth Paltrow's character jumping into a pool to show a splash and a child 
It's in a tree. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, it just is so... It's not a fat person's experience. None of these things actually happen to fat people. No, I, I'll admit I have issues with, like, going to a public pool, but... Yeah. Even when I, like, would still do that, I never had anybody, like say they were worried I was going to splash them or something, let alone a child fly through the air. And it's like, on the one hand, yes, of course, we're not trying to be fun suckers. We're saying it is a comedy, like, you know, and this is like a goofy thing. But this is, it's different when it's like explicitly saying this person is disgusting. Look at how disgusting they are. They're so fat that even jumping into a pool puts people in danger. That's the difference here. It's like, yes, of course, it's a joke. And yeah, it's, it's kind of funny, like, to see the kid up in the tree. But it's not really how this works and the the fact that they try to assert that this is a positive film with a positive message that's celebrating beauty celebrating inner beauty is it just doesn't work it doesn't like when you really examine it of course you know no one ever said that you're supposed to closely examine a 2000s comedy sure but it's just you know it's something that's a careless comedy. When I look at that, and then you, if you watch Shrill, I was just gonna say, have you seen Shrill? I did. I yeah. I watched it and loved it. Yeah, and like you know, just like the pool party in Shrill, like these people being so at ease and just like living their life and having fun and not worrying about like people judging them, like just examining these two pieces of media and how far we've come from like 2001 to 2019, mm-hmm. like the way we show like different body sizes or even like. There's that when you were saying, like, God forbid, like a plus size woman feel beautiful, like that part in Shrill where she sees this woman in a beautiful red outfit, just like walking Walking. confidently, Mm -hmm. you know, like living her life and just being like, you know, yes, this is who I am. And Shrill is a comedy. Yeah. Shrill is still a comedy. It's still funny, but it doesn't like have to make the body the punchline. Right. As opposed to this, where it's very much like the main character, Rosemary, is ashamed of herself. And the worst part about this film is that he makes her feel beautiful. Like, saying, like, I can't believe how beautiful you are. You're so, like, you know, beautiful and stuff. And and she thinks he's saying this, believing, like, seeing her the way that she is. Yeah. Instead of seeing some imaginary version of her, which will never exist and has never existed. You know? Like... Even if, like, some miracle she lost all that, it would never look like her. her, Right. You know? That's not how bodies work. And, like, showing this as, like, an idealized version of her, it's a fake version. It never existed, never will. And, like, of course, because it is a dude comedy, she forgives him eventually. Right. But it's, like, just imagine, like, living a life where everybody is, you're under constant ridicule. Your body doesn't fit anywhere, you know? Um, You're... uh, You've never felt accepted. You can't even find clothes that fit sometimes. And finding someone who finally says they love you for you and accept you for you. And then getting that gut punch later that they never really saw you. And then it's supposed to be okay because, well, he learned his lesson about, uh, you know, seeing women for who they quote unquote truly are. It's it's messed up. It's really messed yeah, up. <laughs> it is. Well, and I think you're also pinpointing like a bigger industry issue here (laughs) where like you said it's a dude comedy so of course she forgives him and like we pointed out jack black is a plus size man yeah and he's not being ridiculed yeah not in the trailer and you know it's all about women and how women are seen through men's eyes yeah a completely 
focused on the male gaze. Exactly. Film. And in this, it's, you know, Peter and Bobby Farrelly are the directors, producers, and writers. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's just like they're attacking women, essentially, throughout this, this whole concept. Whereas with Shrill... It's written and produced by women and going from their point of view as opposed to, so it's a lot, like you said, I mean, 2001 to 2019, times are different, but yeah, it's even in 2001 at 15 years old, I was like, no thanks. Yeah. I don't want to feel bad about myself for two hours. I'm just glad that you got to make that decision for yourself. Like, you got to, like, be, like, firm about this. Like, no, I'm not watching this. Because, like, my older sister, I think, I'm pretty sure she and I watched it. I watched it with somebody else. And she's also overweight at the time. And I was over, I was a chubby little kid. And it's like, you know, overweight people were watching this and were seeing this and consciously or not digesting this statement about who they are and their value in the world and like that's why it's important to examine a film like this because yes you can just say oh don't take it so seriously like you know it's just a comedy and it's like yeah it is but it's also a comedy that's telling us something yeah and what is it reflecting about us as opposed to of course shrill that is a comedy but has a different understanding of the plus size body so i think uh i think it's very very cool that you um you know saw it and even in 2001, where I think it would have been so easy to be pressured into watching it, just, like, put your foot down. It's like, no, I'm not consuming yeah. media that would make me feel bad about myself. Well, and I can remember fall of 2001, I also had a boyfriend at that time. Like, my first high school boyfriend, my first kiss, like, all of that. Aww. And we did go to the movies. We went and saw Zoolander. We did not see Shadow. <laughs> And that's a very funny, like, dude comedy that, of course, has some problematic yes. stuff, but nothing like that's the whole message of the film, you know? Right. <laughs> like... And uh, I would say that the woman in that gets to, you know, it's the men that are the idiots, and she's the one going like, okay, guys, no. like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very excited in this next part to get to see how Ivy Stitzer, who played the plus size body double for Gwyneth Paltrow, how she felt on set, like in a movie where her body is the punchline and just, you know, basically understanding more about like what it was like to be. Because it's one thing to be a plus size person watching the film in that climate. Right. Another one to play the person, you know? Yeah. I I can't wait to listen to your your interview. I, I am so excited. It's going to be great. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for giving me some of your thoughts on the film. Why don't you tell us where we can find your podcast and some of your other projects that you're working on? Yeah. So uh, Amanda's Picture Show Go Go is my main podcast. On Twitter, it's at Amanda's Pick Show. And then on Facebook, it's the full title since Twitter mm-hmm. has character limits. limits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you can find, I have three other podcasts that I do. Culture Papagogo, where I talk about pop culture with my mom and sisters. <laughs> the Mafia Minute, where I break down Mafia movies one minute at a time. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that one was, was, your, was yours, too. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I, just, I thought you were just <laughs> on such, it. <laughs> I'm such a film nerd. Um, and then uh, also That's Criterion so cool. Crack, where uh, my co-host there, Liam, and I are going through the Criterion Collection one movie at a time and, like, really breaking them down. So... Wow. Have you seen... 
Wow, that that is <laughs> you really expand the whole like pop culture experience. There's something yeah. for everybody. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I I really like all your pro- I haven't heard all of them, so that's good. I Thank need to you. catch up. But yeah, you can find all of them on uh, at my website amandaagogo.com. Yeah, and I'll include links to that too, of course. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Amanda, thank you so much. I really appreciate your your time and your contributions. You can find us on the internet at Hate Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We have a website, hatepodcast.com. We've got We have a Patreon now. It's patreon.com slash hate podcast. We have a Patreon now, apparently. Give us your money. Or don't. You don't have to. 